You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. The car feature with Nicole Lowe. We have Nicole Lowe in with us today. So get in all of your technical car questions right now on 011 883 SMS us 31702. Tweet at M at Radio 702 using the hashtag 702 Afternoons and the WhatsApp line 072-702-1702. Nicole, how are you doing? Quite well in yourself. I, I quite well in yourself. I am great, thank you. So you want to chat a little bit about alternative energy ideas for cars? Yes, with the fuel price rising, we get a lot of these ideas, and I want to debunk three of them today. Um, the first one I want to start with is, is the compressed air car. I don't know if you've ever seen an article on a compressed air car, but imagine you could get a car that you can drive to the fuel station and you don't use the fuel bowser, but you use the compressed air line and you just uh, fill up with compressed air and off you go. Wouldn't that be lovely? Definitely. Much cheaper. <laughs> yes. So the problem with a compressed air car is there's very, very little energy in a compressed air tank uh, compared to fossil fuels. And uh, remember also, where does a compressed air come from? You need a compressor. You first need to compress the air to start off with. And if you look at thermodynamically, um, guys that work with compressors often will find that there's a lot of heat that gets dissipated when you compress the air. The other problem is also when you then uh, let the air out. So when you decompress uh, air from a tank, it gets extremely cold. So if you ever felt a valve of, for example, a, a tire when you when you let the air out, it becomes ice cold. Mm. So thermodynamically, if there's any moisture in the air, when it cools down to that effect, it will start to ice over. So that's also the problem with a with a like a compressed air engine. It will actually froze over. So if you if you Google and you try to see what is the distance record for a vehicle running on compressed air, and that's not a normal vehicle, that's sort of a a three-wheeled bicycle almost, it's three kilometers. So the best you can do is three kilometers on compressed air. So I don't think that will work very well. Yes, yes. Okay, so now that we've scrapped that one. one. So unfortunately, uh, fuel price, compressed air, now we can't go to compressed air. Um, The second one is, so we've got electric vehicles now coming our country so why don't we cover the whole car with solar panels mm. i mean if we if we put solar panels all over the car and the sun is shining then you can theoretically drive forever because the sun is giving you electrical energy it goes into the battery it drives the wheel so there you go why don't we see cars covered with solar panels then mm, mm, mm. good question eh? yes but the problem is again it's the energy density so if we look at the sun's energy per square meter, and I'm talking about theoretical perfect energy, so there's a sunny day, the sun is perpendicular to the surface it's shining on, it's basically on the equator of the Earth. You're talking about one kilowatt per square meter. That's, that's the sun's energy. But now if you look at solar panels, you've got an efficiency. You know, efficiency of solar panels start at like 15% and then the really high-end ones, you can go up to like 30%. But let's take an average about 20%. So the only usable energy that you can extract from the sun with a solar panel in perfect conditions is 200 watts per square meter, So, which is very little. So if you, even if you cover the whole car with solar panels, and remember that will be extreme cost, it will add weight to the car, complexity, all that, 
you probably won't be able to get more than 500 watts of power at any point of time from the skin of the car in the sunshine. Now, 500 watts will not do a lot for range. If you think about the modern electric vehicles, got electric pack of 90 kilowatt hours. So if you can do 500 watts, it will take 90 times 280 hours in the sun to actually just charge that battery. So unfortunately, it's a not practical. on electrical is not viable. It's too yes. little energy that's going in. So unfortunately, solar panels on the vehicles are not an answer. Solar panels on a, on a roof of a factory or on a carport, we've got vast... Uh, square meters to coverage there you can sort of get a lot of energy from the sun and then store it in a battery or even charge electric vehicle but not on the vehicle itself so the last myth i want to debunk is also with electric vehicles so i've I've received an an email of a guy that's saying that why don't we just put a, a little small wind turbine on the roof of an electric car so if you drive the airflow will go over the turbine and it, it will uh, generate electricity. It goes into the battery and you can drive forever. Doesn't that sound nice? Yes, as an option. <laughs> Brilliant idea. So why don't we see them on the road? <laughs> because I'm sure you're going to tell us why it's an absolute fail. So unfortunately, there's a law of uh, energy that states that energy can't be created or destroyed in the system. It also debunks the idea of a perpetual motion machine. You can't get a perpetual motion machine. You can't continue forever because there's always losses. So theoretically, if you put a, a, a turbine on the roof of a vehicle, yes, it can generate energy, but it will cost you more in aerodynamic drag. And obviously, there's also efficiency loss when generating electricity and bring it into the battery. So you might be able, say, to generate, let's take, for example, 10 kilowatts at, at highway speeds, but it will cost you probably three times as much in drag on that vehicle. So you're actually going into the negative. So you're really better off not having that turbine on the roof and just make it aerodynamic and go as far as you can on the existing batteries. Unfortunately, also the turbine on the roof idea will not work. So we're stuck with this high fuel price, unfortunately. I feel like you gave us nothing, Nickel. <laughs> Except a reality check that we're stuck paying for petrol. <laughs> yes. All right. Thank you so much for that. We're opening up the lines 011-883-0702 and the WhatsApp line 0727021702. Ismail in Vereniging, I see you. We're going to come to you in a moment. What are your technical car questions for Nickel Lowe? 702. The car feature with Nicole Lowe. We are taking your technical car questions, 011-830-702 and the WhatsApp line 0727021702. We go to the lines. Ismail in Vereniging. Hi, how are you? Hi, Nicole, how are you? Hi. Nico, can Hello. you hear Ismail? He can, he can proceed. Okay. Nico, I just want to find out the... Um the 2015 uh, Chevrolet tra- uh, Trailblazer. Obviously, reliability on those vehicles, and also now that Chevy has gone out of the country, what's the state with, with uh, space availability in that? Yes, so uh, Chev had a, a joint venture with Isuzu uh, when it was actually producing the Trailblazer. So it was uh, based on the Isuzu KB at the time, but they used the GM powertrain for that vehicle. So all turbo diesel, I believe, is 2.2 or 2.8. I don't know which one you've got. 
Um, just the, the law behind supplying of spare parts. You're not allowed to sell a car in a country if you can't support it for 10 years after the vehicle has been launched. So for 10 years, legally, uh, you should be able to get spare parts for that vehicle. Um, reliability concerns, I haven't heard of anything dramatically happening with a trailblazer. But the problem is that the value is decreasing all the time because obviously Chef left the country. It's not a Isuzu powertrain in that vehicle. So it's sort of like, I think if you, if you buy a trailblazer now, you really buy it at a very reduced price and you should uh, keep it for a long time because if you want to sell it on afterwards, I think the price you'll get for it will not be worth, worth it's almost worth more as a vehicle than, than in, 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 in money terms. So reliability, yeah. I can't really fault it. Uh, you should get parts for 10 years, but as I mentioned, uh, just be careful. The prices will start dropping as time goes by because you can't find spare parts. Or you, you'll, you'll find spare parts, but it will be becoming more and more difficult, especially after the 10-year period. Okay, all right. And uh, so uh, other parts we should be able to get from Isuzu? I'm not sure you can ask, but uh, the powertrain parts, I'm not sure. But as I say, there's a legal binding that you probably will be able to work through a Suzu dealership um, to get the spare parts for the 10 years. But after that, I'm not sure. You can obviously also try your your aftermarket parts stores. But I mean, if you need a major part like a gearbox or something like that, or uh, the engine itself, is something on the engine you need, you might struggle because it's not a Suzu based. It's a GM. It's a GM powertrain in that vehicle. Yeah. Thank you so much, uh, Ismail in Vereniging. Charles in Centurion, hi. Hello, hi. Good afternoon. Yes, go ahead, Charles. Hi. Okay, Nico. Can you hear me? Yeah, you can proceed. Hello. Yes, you can proceed, Charles. Hi. So you say that on your alternative, uh, you can't rely on inflation, you said, on the first item. Sorry, what is the question on inflation? I said, I said on your compressed air alternative, we can't rely on inflation. Yes, yeah, so on the compressed air, unfortunately, as I mentioned, the energy content of compressed air in a tank is very low. And the, but the biggest problem is the thermal, uh, the thermal issues that you'll get. You'll see when you let compressed air out, it cools down dramatically. Try to because if you let the air out of your tire, fuel the valve, it's ice cold. So at the pressures you need to actually drive the vehicle forward, um, if there's any moisture, it will freeze over. So if there's any like internal combustion engine of pistons that need to run on compressed air, if there's any moisture, it will start to form ice in that engine and it will completely freeze over. So energy energy is, is one problem and the other one is thermodynamically so a lot of people have tried the compressed air car it never works so if you ever see an article that say and there will be a compressed air car it will solve the world problems don't believe it's not yeah. true okay i understand okay well, you, no you didn't mention you didn't mention the the lp gas converter it was quite tried in europe in the 70s and uh, somehow it didn't proceed. Any idea why? Yeah, so LPG or uh, gas uh, will work on internal combustion engine. The reason why it's appealing to convert uh, to LPG is because of cost. And the only reason why LPG is cheaper than fuel, or it used to be, I think at, in South Africa it sort of rivals fuel at this stage, it's quite expensive, is because there's no fuel levies on LPG gas. 
Um, so it was always the question when a lot of people convert to LPG gas, the government will, will sort of start to tax that as well, and that will take the whole costing out of the equation as well. So then if it's not going to be cheaper than, than petrol or diesel, why would you do it? The energy content in LPG is lower than that of, of petrol and diesel. So for the same amount of, uh, say, liters, you actually get less range and less power than you would get in petrol and diesel. So it is an option. In Europe, you, you, could, you could actually buy vehicles that are sort of a dual-fuel car. And I know in South Africa, some companies played around with a conversion where your petrol vehicle, you can convert to, to LPG. They normally change the where the spare tire is, they put a fuel tank in there, and you start on petrol, you switch over to LPG. It's not a problem. It, it runs perfectly fine. But as I say, the only reason why it's sort of viable is because there's no tax on LPG. But at the moment, I think the the difference between LPG and fuel is not enough to, to warrant that conversion and to save you money, and that's why it's not that popular. I understand. Thank you very much. Okay. All right. No thank problem. you so much, uh, Charles in Centurion. We've got a WhatsApp that says, Hi, Nico. What about a hydrogen fuel cell? Okay. So a hydrogen fuel cell, what it means is you use hydrogen in a fuel cell to generate electricity and then drive electric motors. You're actually talking about an electric vehicle that doesn't use a lithium-ion battery or maybe it uses a small lithium-ion battery but it uses this fuel cell, which is basically a generator of electricity on board. So hydrogen is used uh, to create electricity. The only byproduct is water that comes out. So it sounds wonderful, sounds environmentally clean. Uh, there's a lot of energy there, so you can also refuel very quickly, very similar as you would do on a, on a internal combustion engine using fossil fuels, petrol or diesel. The problem is hydrogen. Where do you get hydrogen? It mm. doesn't come, it's not natural. It doesn't get it in a natural state in the world. So you have to create it. So to create the hydrogen, it takes a lot of energy. So if you use fossil fuels to create hydrogen, it's not a, I mean, that's, that's just not, not, not cricket, as they say. Another thing is if you use, uh, you can use maybe, um, like sun energy or wave energy or any of the, uh, those kind of energies, but it takes a lot of it to create the hydrogen. And then hydrogen is the smallest molecule that we know. So even in a storage tank, it will escape over time, hydrogen. Mm. So to store hydrogen, to transport hydrogen is almost impossible. And that's the reason why hydrogen is not taken off, fuel cells is not taken off. It's because of the fuel. So to get hydrogen in the first place is a big problem. To transport it, to keep it is a big, tra- uh, big problem. So in that sense, Unfortunately, hydrogen, according to me, is not the answer. All right. Uh, we've got a call from, um, is it Holly in Benoni? Yes, yes, that's correct. Yes, go ahead. Um, okay, so myself, I've, I've been driving a uh, gas petrol hybrid car for the past two years. Um, I was one of the first to try it in, uh, with one of our, our company vehicles. And, and I found that we actually do save quite a bit in terms of, of uh, um, uh, money um, because I do about, let's call it 550 kilometers on a gas tank of 37 liters, which costs me about 580 rand, more or less, as opposed to petrol where um, a 45 liter would cost me about 1,100 rand. Um, and I do more or less the same mileage, uh, about 550 to 600 kilometers, um, because I am uh, uh, road bound. So, for me personally, I think I think uh, the gas conversion actually does make a big difference. 
All right, Holly, thank you so much. Nickel, very quickly to wrap up uh, on what Holly has said. So he's talking about a, a gas system. Mm. So, yeah, as I say, the only reason why it would work is that it's not taxed. LPG is not taxed by the government. There's no road levies on it. But uh, I'll remember you also need to work in your conversion cost, which is quite a few thousand rands you need to recoup over time. Um, so there's a few problems there. It talks about hybrid vehicles. Just lastly, maybe a hybrid vehicle is normally one, as we know it, which is, uses electric motors and a small electric battery in combination with mostly a petrol engine. And the idea is when you're in town, you can use regenerative braking to, to recoup some of the kinetic energy, store it back in a, in a battery. The battery uh, in electric motor can also form sort of a boost function. So in town, a hybrid sort of makes sense. On the motorway, you can use the petrol motor to give you range and enough power and the combination can sort of save you money especially in town but remember now i've got two powertrains in the vehicle the complexity has gone up the cost has gone up so you'll see the hybrid vehicles are very expensive i think it all is just sort of a, a crutch until we get to full electric vehicles that can sort of do a decent range but yeah i think for the moment being we will have to uh, endure the fuel price for now thank you so much we're gonna have to leave it there we've run out of time nickel low in our car feature